The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Living with Intention. I am April Wyatt, your wellness advocate, and I am so grateful that you're here today. During our time together, we will explore ways to connect the mind, body, and spirit to allow growth from within. And by utilizing my own intuition and experiences, I will guide you through a variety of techniques which will assist you to bring you back to your true essence. Now I invite you to take a moment, set your intention with curiosity, opening your mind and heart to receive as you discover more about your own abilities for expansion. Welcome, friends, to the second part of Shifting from Surviving to Thriving series. For those of you who may not have had the opportunity to view or listen in on the first episode, Terry Good talked about her own journey moving away from corporate work and shifting her masculine role and energy into the feminine. Terry is now thriving and shared how she made the conscious effort to work through her own challenges and is able to support people through life coaching as she offers guidance with different techniques focused on the balance between fitness, well-being, and self-empowerment. Well, our next guest is also one of my go-to persons who through her own journey has literally done all the groundwork really going to the root. I truly consider a phoenix rising. Haley Nischel is an inspiration because she has ventured into the deep recesses of her own internal landscape and brings forth a deeper understanding of what healing is, which allows her to sit with others and witness them in their truth. For those of you who are not familiar with Haley, she is a 500-hour RYT meditation teacher and breathwork facilitator and consciousness coach as she weaves life and spiritual coaching with the modalities of yoga, which includes breathwork, kriya, meditation, to assist those who are navigating their spiritual awakenings or major life transitions. Of course, I've had the opportunity to work with Haley one-on-one and with my own experience, she will go as deep as you are willing to venture, shining the way with her real approach. And um, through the years, I've, I've really witnessed her and watching the expansion she has created within the Des Moines community and beyond due to her courageous and willingness to live with intention. And there's no pun intended right there. What I absolutely love about Haley is how she shows up real and sometimes even raw, because that's what it takes to consciously shift, to allow the human side of us to be seen. And this is what really builds that connection with others. So without further ado, I welcome 
Haley. Haley, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Wow. Thanks, April. Thanks for that amazing introduction and reflecting <laughs> um, some things back at me. It was an honor. Thank you. Of course. Of course. I, uh, when I started thinking about the series, um, you were right there at the top of the list. I was like, oh, go-to person, just witnessing, hearing your story, mm -hmm. I think is is also very important for others to know um, a little bit about you and your background and how you got to where you are now, if, if you wouldn't mind sharing that with us. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, April. Um, so I have been um, a longtime yoga practitioner. I've been practicing yoga since 2014. And I originally came to the practice because I was incredibly anxious. Um, I was dealing with a lot of inner demons. Um, I've had a lot of mental health struggles over the years, which have lended itself to some issues with substance and addiction. Um, and I was given up for adoption as a baby, which um, I had a very you know, tame childhood. I was supported, but I think this created sort of a, a discomfort, issues with abandonment, bonding, um, which led to the anxiety, which led to the substance. So I found myself in 2014 kind of um, at a crux point. I just felt like I needed something. So I started practicing the physical practice of yoga, which most people just think is yoga, right? The poses and the stretching on the mat in group classes. Um, but I constantly had this driver, like there was more, there's like, this isn't it. This is supposed to go deeper than this. Like, I'm, it's like, I was hungry for something and I didn't know what it was. I sort of had like what I refer to as a dark night of the soul, um, <laughs> which some of you listening might understand what that is, but I was going through an extremely challenging point in my life where I had left a relationship. Um, I, was had just a deep a dislike for my job. I had been working for um, a, a very large corporation for many years and it paid me well and I had all the lovely benefits, um, but it was so unfulfilling and I just knew I was just meant for something more. So at that point, 2018, it was the summer, I uh, hired a life coach. I even I even felt at the time a little bit ashamed of myself. I was like, why can't I figure my life out? Why am I so unhappy? Why do I feel like there's no meaning behind what I do? And so I made a very large, my, one of my biggest investments ever in self. And I started meeting with her weekly. And part of that um, work with her was invoking a meditation practice. And so in the beginning, it looked like guided meditations from her. And then I got this this call. It was like, you need to just be quiet. You need to like stop listening to other people and you need to start listening to yourself. And so I would literally, my meditation practice, I wasn't given a technique. I would close my eyes and I would visualize myself in a black void. That was what I would do. I would literally see myself floating in black space. And um, that actually was pretty profound for me within a couple months of doing some inner work with my coach, um, doing some things that were getting me outside of my comfort zone, helping me examine different aspects of my life. I had been in talk therapy for years, okay, like every week for seven years, but I was not experiencing the level of growth that I did when I was working with my coach and meditating. So um, Within a few months, I was becoming sober curious. I spent my first birthday sober in, I don't know, since I was probably 15. Um, and within six months of this regular meditation practice and doing this inner work, mm -hmm. I um, came to the conclusion that I was ready to really take the leap. I'm a single parent, um, one income, and I had a lot of fear around what that looked like, but I just had this knowing that it was like, this is, you've been talking about it when you get drunk at parties for years, that you're going to quit your job, cash out your 401k, live your best life. Let's do it. So I did. I left my job in uh, May of 2019 and I traveled to India for a yoga training because I wanted to deepen my practice. I realized the benefits of meditation. And yes. when I got over there, it was just Blowing. Um, it was a it was a training really based in um, Kundalini and the more subtle practices of Tantra, really working with energy expansion and the energy body and the koshas. And I was exposed to the depth of yoga 
and the different aspects and how interweaving them could really create this pathway for self-realization for like knowing yourself because that was what I was seeking and this like more and more there's always got to be more I was seeking the experience of knowing who I was so um, I never viewed myself as a teacher I didn't really know what my plan was I thought I would find some sort of you know, position in serving others because I wanted to help people experience the same level of healing that I had experienced myself. Mm-hmm. And um, over there, I was given a lot of courage by the mentors and teachers over there that, you know, you have a gift, um, you know, you should be sharing these if, you know, if you're feeling a little bit of resistance to that, let's talk about it because we see something in you. And it took me a while to see that myself, but I started to through the practice, through the practice of a daily breathwork practice, daily meditation, daily movement, self-inquiry, journaling, um, self-examination, integrating some of these experiences I was having in breathwork. And it just kind of kept going from there. I was able to create a sustainable way to serve and share these practices with others and also at the same time be taking myself and into very deep aspects of myself starting to uncover different parts of myself so that's a little bit about you know what brought me (laughs) here yes and uh you know i'm hearing that so much from others that you know they've they've done the the work or the you know the social um expectations of completing you know, secondary education, going on for master, you know, all the things, and yet they still feel empty. You know, they're, they're, they're in this doing um, world. And really, as you beautifully described of, if being in that dark space, witnessing you there and sitting with it, um is it's just very powerful yet scary at the same time i'm sure it was mm-hmm. um can you can you kind of give a little um guidance or insight to that for those who are curious and wanting to know more and um and wanting to start some sort of practice mm-hmm. what what does that look like and and what were your experiences with that well, I know with starting, you know, any sort of like spiritual practice, because there's a, there's a, there's so many things to unpack in what you just said, actually. <laughs> I know. Starting, I know. <laughs> starting, starting any kind of self-care practice, there's loads of resistance that can come up. Um, and so part of it is kind of sitting with your discomfort. Um, I was kind of blessed in the fact that I was over in an ashram for 30 days. So, and it was just like repetition, right? But what we tend to forget is that the mind is truly seeking, it's, it's seeking certainty because it, it wants to know the path. It wants to control. It wants to feel safe. That's how we yeah. feel safe is when we know, okay, I have this job. It's going to give me a retirement. I'll be taken care of. I know. And I think what the mindset shift that had to occur for me is really befriending the unknown, the uncertainty, because that's where all the possibility lies. If we're just constantly in the yes. state of certainty, we're not expanding, we're not innovating, we're staying stuck. In the yogic tradition, that's karma, right? Action that keeps us stuck. And so a lot of it is really confronting the inner stuff that comes up with these practices because it's not as simple as just showing up for breath, right? It just becomes an experience if you're not integrating the you know, the downloads and the wisdom and the insights that you receive. Um, yeah, I, I mean, in terms of like starting a, a regular meditation practice, um, I do even have like uh, basic practices listed even on my on my Instagram. I think sometimes people um, we overcomplicate it or we mm-hmm. go zero to one hundred, right? Like when I teach meditation, um, I titrate, right? We start with a couple minutes a day. That's how mm-hmm. I started. You don't start with twenty to thirty minutes. It'll overload yeah. the mind. You'll just be overwhelmed. Um, so it's kind of like taking it slow, even just invoking a nice box breath, right? Where you inhale for five, count, hold for five, exhale for five, hold out for five. Starting with that three to five minutes per day, you will probably feel different after a few days, <laughs> like yeah. just a little bit more connected with your breath, a little bit more aware of it. 
Yes. Um, and I'm not sure if that answered if, your question. <laughs> yeah. And, and since you talked about that, um, do you mind just walking us through just uh, whether it's the box or, or any other type of breath work that's very simple yet um, mm -hmm. easy to remember? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The um, the box breath, the four part breath is a fundamental breath that I share all the time. And I think people underestimate the potency of it because it can be made more challenging and you can do it for a longer period of time to really take yourself to a deeper place. So with four part breath, I like to when we're first instructing this place, a hand on the lower belly and a hand on um, the heart just to connect the heart space with the power of your navel, because this is actually what drives the breath. Yeah. We're not breathing deep enough to experience the relaxation that's available to us. So we have to really engage with the belly, which is tough, especially as a, as a female presenting person in society, we're always told to suck in, suck in your belly. Mm -hmm. We want to relax the belly and use the navel, your belly button to really drive the breath. So as you have a hand placed on your low belly, please don't be driving and doing this, obviously. <laughs> Maybe wait until yes, you can get time. Yeah, find a, find, a, find a quiet space. Um, and then just start to softly close your eyes. Or if that doesn't feel good, you can gaze at the tip of your nose. And then just start to breathe in and out through the nose without changing anything. And just become aware of the flow of your breath. Is it short, choppy, fluid? Are you feeling tension anywhere? And then notice after even a couple of rounds, maybe you start to ground and settle just by becoming more aware of what's happening. And then I invite you to draw your awareness down to your belly. And so as you begin your next inhale, you can start to expand your belly, like you're blowing up a balloon. Maybe the chest starts to rise at the end of the inhale. And then as you exhale, we start to draw everything in. So you start to draw your belly button in towards the spine and continue to exhale until you can't exhale anymore. And then notice how your next inhale feels, that nice, juicy, deep inhale, because you fully released that exhale. So just a few rounds of some deep belly breath. And then we'll start to add in the count. So here's where we're working with all four parts of the breath. So let's all together maybe exhale through the nose. And then start to inhale through the nose as you expand the belly, and we're going to silently count to five. I'm going to count out loud. Five, four, three, two, one. And then we're going to hold. We're going to stop. Five, four, three, two, one. And then start to exhale through the nose. Draw the belly in. Four, three, two, one. Hold it. Five, four, three, two, one. And then inhale for five. holding it in for five and then exhaling through the nose for five, drawing the belly in, holding the breath five, inhale for five, holding for five, exhaling for five. holding for five and then take yourself through one more round as you silently count trying to get a full inhale in that five count really filling up noticing what happens as you pause and then as you exhale getting that full exhale out in five so you can start to use the navel to direct the pace the depth and then holding for five and then one more round on your own. And then after this round, you can maybe release the hands and just take a couple 
breaths in and out through the nose. So the four part breath is actually incredible when done even for, you know, a couple minutes. Um, if you've got some time and you really want to connect with your breath, turn your phone on airplane mode, set a timer for 10 minutes and just breathe a four part breath. Yes, it's, it's so important. Um, and that was, that was beautiful. Thank you, Haley, for, mm-hmm. for guiding us and walking us through that. And, mm-hmm. and as I sat there with my hand on my heart and on my belly, uh, just really connecting to my body. Mm-hmm. I think that's the big thing with breath because we're so out here, out into the past and the future and a lot of mental activities you so perfectly describe the mind, you know, just constantly going. Um, it needs certainty. It's for survival and all those things. And when we bring it down into the breath and witnessing our own body and how it moves with the breath, I call it the the body and breath dance of the mm-hmm. body and the breath, you know. So, um, yeah, yeah, just really feeling that. And, and I encourage people for if the five, which felt too long, even three or four, just work your way up, um, or even holding the breath. Sometimes I found people get a little anxious with that as well. So even just breathing in for a count of five and exhaling for a count of seven, you know, just, Mm -hmm. it's just really testing the waters within your own body what what feels good to you it's it's why i love breath work so much because um right we have these aspects of our existence we have our physical body the meat suit (laughs) like it's our um physical matter and then we also have the mind which is a little bit more intangible right it's not something that we can point to on our body and say oh there's the mind the mind exists in all cells And it's a two-way communication pathway. So for the longest time, I think most of society believed that the mind was informing the body, right? Um, But what we're discovering is that the body is also informing the mind. It's two ways. Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot of us experience, you know, suffering and pain in our life when we're not in alignment, when our bodies are not in alignment with our mind, when our mind's not in alignment with our body. And connecting the two, we can we can access that through the breath because the breath is both an automatic function, right? We do it without being told. We do it without telling ourselves to. But it's also something that we can manipulate and can control and we can become conscious of. And so that ability to take your awareness to the point of managing your breath allows you to center, to stabilize to start to regulate and to your point about um, a longer exhale so we know that when we focus more on the exhale of the breath when we draw out the length of the exhale we can start to activate the parasympathetic nervous system so we start to activate that rest and digest state which let's face it we're in chronic states of stress the collective is on fire right everywhere we go there there's challenges presenting themselves so It's not, there could never be a more relevant time than now to invoke this Um, because you're right. We are out here. We are looking outside of ourselves. We are more concerned about things that are happening in other people's lives and what's happening in ours. And it's really, the time is really asking for everyone to put the focus back on self, take care of self. Yes. Most definitely. And and that's that survival mode. So that hence of the shifting from surviving to thriving, and it mm-hmm. doesn't have to look like a material thriving because it all starts within ourselves. As you so perfectly said, you know, the literally our cellular system shifts mm-hmm. you know, and, the, and the mind and the body connection. And so when you find that space, however that looks for each of us, of of finding that center point and and being able to just kind of sit in it for just a little bit um, to reset and allow to release mm-hmm. right release tensions and um, thought patterns and and things yeah. of that nature yes yeah. yeah I mean and when we think about like 
Um, Because I think some of us get stuck in our lives being like, oh, I've just always been this way. Like, I I can't change. Oh, this is because these repetitive behaviors and these repetitive thoughts become personality traits, right? They become how we present. Most definitely. And I think it's if like, if there's one thing I can shout from the rooftops, it's like, you can change your mind. You can, you can change your mind. It takes time and repetition and practice. Like you didn't learn how to drive in, in five minutes. You didn't learn how to tie your shoes on the first go. Like the mind learns through repetition. Mm-hmm. So when we have like a consistent and committed breathwork practice, then we start retraining the nervous system how to respond appropriately. So when you start getting stressed, like you mentioned, sometimes people feel a bit of panic when they hold the breath. And that is because carbon dioxide levels are rising in the system. It creates sort of this stress response. Well, that's what happens when we are triggered and we're in a stressful scenario is these rising levels of carbon dioxide. So what do we do to offset that? We take a deeper breath. We get more oxygen, right? But in the same regard, when we're practicing breath work, we can work intentionally with breath holds. And I have seen personally and in my clients a direct correlation between the ability to manage a breath hold and the ability to manage stress. It literally correlates to your capacity for life. So it's a really innate embedded tool that we all have access to, and it doesn't have to be complicated. I know thousands of techniques, and I would love to share a little bit about Kriya, um, but it's just about showing up. It's just about committing a little bit. And like I said, so much can come up for people when they start committing to a self-care practice. So Yes, yes, most definitely. I, yeah, I, I've been there and, and still it's a continuum even, you know, it's, it's the layers and uh, being able to navigate and, and have tools, resources, things that empower us to not allow the, you know, the emotionality to take over and just accept that our lives are chaos Mm -hmm. uh, because that is, the mind um, just really driving the bus there, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. mind is a beautiful tool. Like mm-hmm. we don't want to not have a mind. We don't want to not have an ego. That is how we experience life. Mm-hmm. The issue is when the ego and the mind step into the driver's seat, right? You know, and then we just start living our lives on autopilot, these conditioned responses based on our experiences, And it's why I love, I'd like to share a little bit about Kriya actually, because I think it's very relevant um, because we've all heard the term breath work, which is a very vague term, (laughs) to be honest with you. It's really just any sort of intentional manipulation of the breath. Um, My training in India was very heavily rooted on Kundalini energy, which is this idea of this energy that sits at the base of your spine. It is your potential. And it sits coiled at the base of the spine and through different activation techniques or different experiences, we can start to have this awakening of this energy as it starts to rise through the bottom of the energy centers and all the way up the chakra system. Um, And in the tantric tradition, we can use Kriya to help facilitate that sort of recognition of your ultimate potential, right? Your power, like who you really are. And Kriya is a beautiful tantric energetic technique that combines a lot of different things. So we're combining work with the breath. We're combining um, work with your awareness, using your dharana in Sanskrit to focus on different points of the body, different internal energy centers. We use breath synchronized with movement. Maybe the arms are moving in one direction or the fingers are moving and the eyes are following. So We use movement, mudra, different hand positions that help direct energy in the body. We use mantra, which is sound healing, right? These Sanskrit mantras have very deep resonant tones to them that can really help um, the cells align to a specific type of energy, all different kinds of energy. So the thing that's cool about Kriya is I have fully believed that this is the original somatic practice. So as, you know, as more and more healing modalities are surfacing, somatics is becoming a buzzword for good reason, because we know that we can't talk our way out of, you know, a a life, life challenge. We can't talk our way into change. It it requires action. It requires retraining the body, right? Because your mind has been conditioned, but because the mind and body speak to each other, the body is conditioned 
inhibition too, right? The nervous oh, system. Definitely. Oh, yes. 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 So these practices, just the repetitive nature of them, what they're doing, syncing the breath with movement, with mantra, with eye movement, it's syncing everything. It's aligning the breath, the mind, and the body. So the default mode network might dim down a little bit which is our conditioned responses. And we can start to feel things that we've maybe pressed down. Maybe we've held in things that we don't want to acknowledge things that we don't want to address that are causing energetic blockages, causing chronic pain, chronic issues, chronic health issues, mental health. Um, So yes, I'm, yeah, obviously I'm very passionate about practices. (laughs) Yes. And can you describe to us um, a person who is, more in that survival mode, as you said, it comes up as, you know, uh, chronic fatigue or depression mm-hmm. or what have you, you working with people, what you've witnessed their trans transformation um, by putting these practices into place, like mm-hmm. how, how they were in the beginning and then as they're moving through it and then how are they thriving afterwards? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the one of the underlying themes I see in everyone is we kind of take the focus off of these, um, what we've been told are really healthy practices, right? And it is good. We want, we want physical activity, but we've kind of been told you got to go to the gym, you got to work really hard for that. Um, mm-hmm. And then with diet, hydration, and those are things that I work on with people. But honestly, when we get to the root of the breath first, and we start committing to breath and meditation, then the other things honestly naturally kind of align. You'll find yourself being more drawn to nutritious foods. You'll find yourself wanting to get outside more because the body wants to be in a state of homeostasis, like it wants to heal. But what we're actually doing is preventing that from happening. So um, with consistent breath, one of the first things I always see, especially with people that have struggled like I have with, you know, substance or alcoholism is a decreased desire to self-medicate, whether mm-hmm. that's through cannabis or alcohol. Um, many of my clients become sober curious. Many of them have stopped drinking altogether. That's I didn't even share that as part of my journey. I stopped drinking in 2018 after an 18 year, you know, cocaine and alcohol issue, um, and was able to maintain that sobriety through these consistent practices. Um, but there's always sort of the sober curiosity that arises. Um, people start just increasing their level of self-awareness and they start to see, um, their relationships with more clarity, um, start to get more clarity on career, um, changes in diet. I see a lot of people um, reduce meat consumption and eat more plant-based um, with this work. Um, but in general, I mean, what I've really seen over the last couple of years, honestly, because now I've, you know, I've been doing this for three years and now I'm starting to have right people that have been working with me for some time. And I have a couple clients that just look like different people. Um, and, you know, I've got some before and afters up on my page because I'm also sort of a poster child for the depth of this work because I literally look like a different person. I sound like a different person. My body type looks different, my skin quality, my hair, everything, Um, because it's just aligning more to what nature wants, Mm -hmm. right? Versus what we think we want. Sorry, kind of going off on a tangent there. Oh, I'm, do I'm not, not sure what your apologize. original question was. <laughs> yeah, that was perfect. Actually, it truly was because we're so out here and people are, you know, they're looking for something, although they're looking outside themselves. It's good to find a coach or somebody to help guide, but it's really all within us. And so what the beauty of breath is it's free people. Are you hearing me? Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is free Mm -hmm. and uh, you don't need to really put a lot of money, money into it in the long run. Now Mm -hmm. I, I did, I, I connected with Mm -hmm. Haley and I, because even though I do my own breath work practice, she has a deeper, more, um, I wouldn't say it was more of a routine and a, and a practice practice mm-hmm. and really brought me into that internal landscape of me witnessing what was happening when I was doing certain breath work. And I mm-hmm. tried all of them because I'm curious, right? And that's what it's all about too. And I, 
invite all of you to really keep that open curiosity to mm -hmm. just, oh, I wonder, I wonder how that would feel. Or, you know, we, we want, we have these visions for ourselves. We, we want a healthier lifestyle. We want to have abundance and all of these things, but we tend to forget it's all within us. And it's mm -hmm. really that ripple effect from the inside out as we're changing within ourselves with breath worker or other practices it really really changes on a cellular level mm -hmm. you're changing your dna you're changing your brain your ne neuroplasticity you're creating mm -hmm. new pathways and just as you said haley we don't have to think about driving a car anymore mm -hmm. just as with mindfulness with me now that i'm paying attention to my, my body and when I'm in certain situations or interacting with people, it's like, oh, okay, I'm I'm witnessing how maybe mm -hmm. my shoulders are feeling a little heavier or my gut. And then, okay, that's asking me to just pause, take a breath, and just witness what's really happening here. Yeah. yeah so we're working from the inside out, uh, shifting from that survival mode, the fight, flight, or freeze, mm -hmm. into more of the rest and digest and this is where we thrive and where our body um, mm -hmm. heals itself well and what's really fascinating too is this um just even the idea of rest and digest um rest can be scary for some people um taking time to disconnect um from the outside world and really give yourself a deep level of restoration um, because i talk about this a lot in my teachings that true stillness and silence can be unsettling <clears throat> excuse me to people at first it can come up as extreme discomfort because <clears throat> you've had this passenger right this this uh this monkey mind for most of your life <laughs> yeah and sometimes the first few times you experience a deep level of shunya which is just that deep void state we can tend to pull ourselves out of it really quickly um, and there's a lot of resistance to rest just in general in this society because we're so heavily um, conditioned and driven to produce, to make money, to work hard. And even the stories that were told in your house as a kid, you know, you got to work hard if you want to be anybody, anybody, you know, you got to you got to work your ass off all of these things. And it's like, but do I like, but do I like, could it be easier? Could could I experience more ease and still be supported? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that brings us back to your story and how you were working in the corporate world and you have enough courage to say this isn't supporting me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right? I mean, it. <laughs> and I'm I mean, not I saying started... that corporate world is bad at all, no. by all means. It's for those no. who are feeling that there's something more and mm -hmm. I have more to contribute and I feel that this is a quote unquote, dead end job, which they are not, they all no. serve a purpose. It's for those who are, are seeking or feeling that call that there's more. Right. It's the experience of, so it's, it's, <clears throat> I'm not here to tell anybody what would make them happy. Right. So if you are in a current corporate job and you love it, amazing, <laughs> like, yeah awesome. Um, <clears throat> it's great. It's, it is really aimed, this conversation is kind of like aimed at the people who are unsettled, who yes. know that they're meant for something else. And <clears throat> there's a lot that I had to work through um, before I left because, you know, you start coming to the realization that your life is really dictated by how you think and feel. And mm -hmm. so if you're just like, well, I'm done, I'm going to quit my job without doing a deeper layer of inner work, you'll just yeah. carry the same habits and mindsets into whatever new yes. position, whatever new life experience. So and even I'm still unpacking a lot of things for my corporate um, career, right? Like the hustle and the drive and like, I can, I have a lot of energy. I can work really hard, but I have a tendency to burn out. And so I'm still kind of learning that delicate balance too. It's a mm. lifelong practice of like ebb and flow. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're talking like lack issues, right? Like mm -hmm. some, maybe some subconscious beliefs hanging around that you can't make money doing what you love. Um, yes. That 
Um, people in the wellness industry don't make money. I mean, the broke yoga teacher model is very alive <laughs> and everywhere. Um, so it was a lot of like really looking at potential from limitless possibility, right? It's like, oh, well, I'm, if I, if I'm not, I, I don't have to follow this model. I don't have to um, teach at a studio and, you know, get paid 15 bucks a class. Like I can actually go further into my studies facilitate a deeper layer of healing for myself and then share the more depthful, the more dimensions of yoga in a different setting. And so, yeah, it's been, it's been really beautiful to experiment. Yes. And, and I, I really have been there also to where I seek things for myself first and foremost. Mm. And then after having that experience, it's like, wow, you know, everybody needs to know this. This is amazing. And right. so then bringing that forward from that space versus, oh, I, you know, I, I want to do this in order to earn more money. I love you, April. So I love it's you. more about, <laughs> I'm here witnessing my expansion, witnessing all the parts of me, mm-hmm. all of them, because you need all of those parts, even the darker ones. We need those in order to bring us forward and, mm-hmm. and really step into our own expansion. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I mean, there's a very deeply embedded innate human need to want to serve others, right? Mm -hmm. Like we want to help. We're inherently helpers. Um, And what I love about you and, you know, some other really embodied leaders in this space and in our community is that our roles weren't chosen. We didn't look outside of ourselves and say, I want to do that. Um, and that's something I talk a lot about too, as far as purpose and Dharma goes, it's not something that you locate outside of yourself, that you pick a point on a map and say like, I want to be a breathwork facilitator. Your Dharma and purpose reveal themselves to you as you go and they're changeable and mutable. And so it's when talking about purpose and like, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? It's like your purpose is to get to know who you are mm-hmm. and your Dharma or like how you're going to bring that forth to the world. Well, that's going to look different based on where you are in your journey, based on space yes. and time. Like there is no finite. Right. Um, so but I, it's this conversation has been coming up a lot. So it doesn't surprise me that we're having it here, but this idea of embodied leader and really doing your own deep level of work before sharing with others, like really mastering Mm -hmm. something Mm -hmm. before you bring it um, out to the world. And that's why I love about you. That's where I stand in integrity with myself is I do not teach if I am not actively practicing. I don't teach yoga if I'm not actively meditating. Mm -hmm. I don't teach, right? It's like, so I'm always sticking with the practice and watching it just continue to unfold new dimensions. It's beautiful. And and I... um... Thank you. Thank you for that. And and I also want people here t- today and in the future, it doesn't matter when you're listening to this, you're listening for a reason, mm-hmm. uh, that when you do uh, witness somebody such as Haley or other embodied leaders, and you can you can really feel their energy and the light shining and everything. And it's like, Oh, I so love Haley. I want to be like her. Although that's the that's the mind, right? Mm-hmm. Trying to say, oh, that's what you need to do right there because it's creating this feeling, this connection. Mm-hmm. So understanding that there's a connection being made, it's not that you need to be a certain person or a certain type. Mm-hmm. It's also like uh, igniting a spark within you to say, Oh, I'm alive right now. Mm -hmm. This, this is feeling really good. And there's more to me than all this other stuff that I thought I was. That's the key right there is, Mm -hmm. is to really feel that know that that's like a light, you just sparking within you, the inspiration Mm -hmm. and motivation. And because a lot of people are like, what did you do? How did you get there? And all yeah. these things, but everybody has a different path. Yeah. And it's and it's really listening because you'll find out, <laughs> which I have on certain occasions, because I'm a human. I'm a human, right? I'm unlearning also. And so I'll find out as, oh yes, I love 
I love this person and what they do. And I, so I want to start doing that, mm-hmm. you know, and then, then, for example, I'm just going to say like tarot, tarot cards, you know, or tarot cards. Uh, I, I do. I love that. I love getting readings and things like that. And um, I looked into that and I took a class and everything. And then it just kind of like, nope, that's not it. You know, it kind of fizzled out, you know. So when you don't have that, it just keeps building and bringing to you, you know, to a different place within yourself instead of thinking okay this is for me because that person is amazing and i like mm-hmm. getting readings or whatever that is i think everybody's following what i'm saying oh yeah just knowing that that's sparking something within you and yes mm-hmm. there is more to you and it's about you being with you and allowing to discover that and unpack mm-hmm. that for yourself yeah. And I think it's totally normal to have that urge. Like when even your first like potent experience, whether it's like a Reiki session or a really potent intuitive reading or a breathwork journey or a yoga journey, it's, it's so common. People will come up to me and be like, where was your, tra- <clears throat> where was your training? How can I, how can I do yes. what you're doing? And I'm like, I get that like fire and inspiration, but yes, that's exactly what it is. It's like something's been ignited. Mm-hmm. And so right? Like continue to seek out and work with more of that experience, that inspiration, that vitality. It doesn't, and you know, like it's a compliment, right? When people come up and be like, I want to do what you do. It's like, right. Like let's go as deep as we can first. Cause you can only take people to the level of depth that you've gone yes. yourself. And if you haven't gone deep, you're going to, you know, sell, sell your clients short too. <laughs> um, exactly. But yeah, it's uh, I, I, I love this conversation because integrity is really important to me. And um, this work, like it's, we're not in this, we're not doing this to, to build massive revenue streams. Like the reason we're doing this is to help the collective heal because we know that healing ourselves spreads outwards. <clears throat> it affects other people. My journey has affected my family, my friends. Um, it spreads right exponentially. Oh, so, yes. Um, yes. Yeah. 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 We are the ripple effect. So whatever you're are the ripple doing effect. for yourself, others can feel that. And they might not even know that you've, uh, a person's been doing breath work or yoga or whatever practices for mm-hmm. well-being. And they could just sense like, what's different about you? Something has shifted, you know, mm-hmm. it's just not a haircut. You know, it, it's, it's yeah. more about your presence and the energy that you're carrying. Mm-hmm. And that's when you know that you are thriving. That's when you know that there's that aliveness within you and um, abundance shows up in so many different ways um, with this. So it's connecting you to other people, as you had said, Haley, even relationships shifting and new mm. people coming in as your people are seeking and, and looking and, and um, asking for more, which is, which is great. Mm. Good. Yeah. Well, there's well, a very, there's a very deep impulse, I think, for more, you know, more healing, more experience, more sensation. So um, yeah, I'm all for it. <laughs> wonderful. So those who are inspired to uh, reach out to you. Uh, Haley, what is your contact information? Can you share that with us? Yeah, yeah, you can. um, I put out a lot of content on social media because I'm a communication junkie. I was born to connect and talk to people. So I I actually love social for that. Um, On Instagram, you can find me at Haley.Nichel, N-I-I-C-H-E-L. Um, I, my business name is Breath of Rebellion. So you can head to my web website at breathofrebellion.com. Um, and I do have a pretty neat, um, offering that might be out by the time this comes live. I'm not sure, um, for some, for some ways to get you connected with a regular breath practice to set you up, to know what you need to do, um, to practice live, to practice not live, different types, styles. Um, so yeah, that's coming very, very soon. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, thank you, my friend, for being here and sharing your wisdom and your truth um, about your own experience. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Great. Good. 
And I appreciate each and every one of you for being here with us today. And as I said earlier, it doesn't matter when you connect with this audio or video, um, you will also receive what is needed, right? That inspiration to allow your light to shine and to um, know that you're worthy of more than um, what you've been led to believe. Yes. Mm. And uh, continuing our uh, shifting from surviving to thriving series, uh, Andrew Griffin will be with us and he will share about his own experiences, um, also navigating through um, life's challenges and how he has been able to really find more about himself um, through his own practices. Yes. So thank you all for being here. Thank you, Haley. Be well, my friends. I so appreciate your time today. As right here, right now together, we are forming a new stone soup of collective consciousness and your essence is needed to add to the amazing vibration we just experienced. Please remember that you can always review any of these podcasts and receive that same energy you experienced here because you are part of that, of the energy, of the connection that we are creating here. If you would like to reach out with any questions or want to know more information about my services, please visit my website at livingwithintention.co or follow me on Facebook or Instagram at livingwithintention.co. Also, you can download the free app of mindbodyspirit.fm and listen anytime, anywhere via Spotify, Google, and Apple to have access to all my podcasts as well as the other amazing speakers who are part of the mindbodyspirit.fm community. Be well, my friends, and keep shining your light and sharing your truth. And I look forward to connecting with you again soon. If you're inspired by the teachings of Dr. Wayne Dyer, you will love the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast with Nadia Dela Cruz. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. My name is Nadia Dela Cruz, and I started the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast to explore spiritual topics like manifestation and meditation with guests who share their own stories of insight, awakening, and transformation. Listen now on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.